What's going on, everybody? This is JVB with the Post Game Report podcast. I had a freaking episode recorded, and I didn't realize that I somehow hit the fucking uh, cord to my microphone, and it was nothing but 20 minutes of distortion. I had a good topic, too. I was talking about how social apps have uh, have messed people up you know like it, it, it has messed people up like living letting other people say things that spoil your day or mess up your mood for the week you know and uh we we let that happen a lot on on social apps and it used to happen to me all the time to where somebody would say something and you're spending you know a few days going back and forth with these people and then the end result is nothing because you never hear from this person and you just wasted, you know, hours of your, of your life interacting with somebody you don't know, you never talked to before and you're letting them get you mad. And you have no idea who the hell it really is that is behind that account. It could be somebody, you know, just fucking with you. <laughs> you just don't know. And then you have your feed looking at all that shit. Some of them might mute you, somebody in their feed or in your feed, or they might fucking remove you because they're like, yo, you're spending all this time arguing with these people. I don't want to see it anymore. So it just happens, right? Everybody has a bad day. Somebody says something and you, it sets you off and you start going with them, back and forth with them. It could happen while you're driving. Somebody could cut you off. And then you're trying to catch up to them on the road to look at them or whatever. And then you're like, wow, I really looked at them. And now they're shitting in their pants. Right? <laughs> you, you sped up. You fucking risk getting into an accident because this person cut you off. And you gave them the look of death. And now they're fucked up. Right? <laughs> in reality, that person can give a shit that you did all that. They cut you off, they got to where they got to go, and they don't even know you exist anymore. Meanwhile, you're fucking pissed off. And listen, driving is the one way that that can piss me off. And I lose my shit sometimes when I'm driving to the point where I'm like so pissed off. I'm talking about it like 30 minutes later. And, and then I'm like, you're wasting your time. What are you doing? What are you doing? You know, like letting this affect you and that that happens a lot on social apps specifically twitter and the gaming community we see a lot of people get pissed off because somebody said this about them somebody did that about them somebody said this about their console of choice that's the funniest part when you when you know people are going to get pissed off because you said something about a game or a console and you could just predict the outcome and you say watch this and you type something, you post it, and you see the reaction. And you can almost predict it. Now, there's a guy called, and, and, and a lot of post-game report people know this individual well. Uh, people know him as Vicious 696 or Paris. Now, he and I are friends. We've had our freaking rocky relationship, but he and I are friends. And he posted something uh, in regards to $70 being too much for The Last of Us 1 remake. Now, The Last of Us 1 is going to be remade 
with new technology, new visuals, stuff like that. So there's this debate over whether it should be $70, right? He made a comment, and then a few days later or, or whatever, I don't know because I'm blocked, but, you know, this is what people have been talking about, right? So there's no secret that a lot of my stuff on PGR is based off what I see on my Twitter feed. So he posts a photo of his Tesla. Now, Paris, since I've known him, always had a hybrid vehicle. I believe he had a Prius. Now, I've known Paris, I got to say, since 2007. That's a very long time. So the fact that he now has a Tesla, it doesn't surprise me. I'm actually fucking jealous. I I want a Tesla as well. So he posted a Twitter, a tweet of his (laughs) Tesla. And I could just picture Paris going... Watch this. <laughs> he hit send, and he let he let the thing you know he let the plants grow as they may you know. <laughs> and people were fucking hammering him. Look at this guy; he's in his Tesla, but he can't buy seventy dollar games. And blah blah blah. Just as predicted. I think I know what I'm saying when I say that Paris didn't accidentally post that photo of his Tesla. He knew exactly what was going to happen. And you guys let it happen. You guys let it happen. (laughs) Now, big ups to Paris. Fucking Tesla. I want a Tesla. Who wouldn't want a fucking electric car right now with all, you know, the high gas prices. And he's always owned an electric or or hybrid vehicle since I've known him. So this is nothing new. But you wouldn't know that if you don't know him. And just like everything else, right? There's a backstory to everything. Somebody will post something, and a lot of people get reactive to that initial post, but you don't take the time to research everything else that led up to that post. That's the kind of person I am. Sometimes I will react to something and then do the research later, and then I'm like, oh, shit, I'm an idiot. And I've done that quite a few times to the point where now, before I react... I look at the person's profile. I, I try to go back a few weeks into their timeline and see, you know, if I see any patterns to where, you know, maybe they said something stupid and I want to react, but I want to see why they said that. And sometimes they're joking around. Sometimes that's their style of trolling. Sometimes they're responding to somebody else and somebody because a lot of people retweet shit. And so that's how I see a lot of this dumb stuff because my timeline, I try not to follow anybody who is into all this crap. You know, I follow people who I know are trolling and are are funny at it and good at it, but they're not malicious. Like I've seen these other people. So if you at one point or another knew this about Paris and you saw his Tesla, you'd be like, all right, yeah, scratch the fucking Tesla post. He's always been into that type of vehicle. That has nothing to do with the $70 games. But right away, people were like, oh, he's too cheap to buy a $70 game, but he buys a Tesla. And that's not accidental. Accidental, excuse me. Now, he could use that as as an argument point as, 
hey, I got you guys. You guys are so ramped up about my 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 commentary regarding The Last of Us 1 remake and comparing it to my fucking Tesla, which has nothing to do with the other. And I'm only bringing Paris because this is the most recent thing that I've seen. And the point is, you know, don't let people control your narrative, you know. <laughs> Sometimes people just truly post stuff on Twitter just to get a reaction. And they know they're going to get a reaction. And they could predict basically who's going to react and who's going to say the most. It's quite predictable because I do it. I know if I say a certain thing, it's going to get certain a certain reaction. That's why lately I'm surprised that some of my tweets that are non-gaming related, they've actually gotten some traction. Too bad it's not my photography stuff, but hey, you know, it is what it is. But we as a society, we have a tendency to let people get to us and control what we think, how we react. And it isn't, you know, there's a certain demographic of people that I fall into. You know, people at my age range that were born in the 70s that have been, and there's a party going on in my house. Um, by the way, side note, um, my wife's family is celebrating her birthday because we were in Florida during my wife's birthday last week. Now, I have to stay in the freaking room because it's too loud outside. It's too loud in, in, in the living room, and I got to be in, in my room by myself. That's why I'm able to record today. Uh, those are the ramifications of my brain injury. The noise is just too much for me. Anyway, back to the topic at hand. So, yeah, you know, me being born in the 70s, being able to go outside uh, playing in abandoned buildings, uh, you know, play all these crazy ass games that, you know, <laughs> would, would, uh, nowadays be deemed as, you know, daredevilish and thrill seeking. But that's how I grew up, you know, playing stickball, playing manhunt, playing kick the can or red light, green light, one, two, three, getting into fights because I was playing skellies. And, you know, somebody, I hit somebody's top and, uh, you know, you, you hit a killer, be a killer. And I was the killer and being the killer meant you keep the person's top. And believe it or not, a lot of us used to put effort in our skelly tops. And sometimes we would buy backgammon uh, pieces, scrape up one side so that it'd be nice and smooth on the freaking tarp. Well, not on the tarp but the asphalt in the street. And so if you took somebody's, you know, dope looking top or, or bad gammon piece, they got pissed. And I've gotten into fights over fucking skellies. So people nowadays, they don't really go out. They don't hang out with each other. They don't, they're, they're always doing shit over social networks. These are the people they call friends. Where my lifelong friends, I still keep in contact with them. We've been, my friends from when I was younger, we have stories that, that we will never live down because we went through it together. We might have split as the years gone by, but there's always going to be a story where one friend or another was involved and we can share that story. 
Nowadays, it's fucking a five-second video on TikTok. Uh, somebody pretending to be rich on Instagram. Somebody saying something stupid on Twitter. Uh, those are the interactions today's society is, is accustomed to. And I'm not going to just say the young kids, because there's a lot of adults from my, from my time that, are, <laughs> that have fallen victim to this shit. Now, my son is 20 years old. I raised them different. I raised them as much as I could the same way I was raised. Teaching them that every action had a consequence. To think three moves ahead. You know, you're going to make mistakes. But that's how you learn, by making mistakes and losing. You're going to have failures. But those failures teach you how to win the next time. And that was something he was really scared of of doing bad in something. And I'm like, dude, you might do bad. You might not pass this particular test and you might have to take it again. But guess what? When you take it again, you're going to remember where you fucked up. You're going to study harder because sometimes you need to fail to understand that you took something for, for granted. You weren't fully prepared and you can always be prepared a lot better than you initially thought you were. There's always room for improvement. So I told him, I said, dude, I made a lot of mistakes. I learned from those mistakes. And a lot of them were tough. They were tough. There was one time, it was a real harsh period, where uh, especially after 9-11, uh, elevated companies were losing accounts. And I was new in the, in, in the, in the industry, so... You know, the new guys don't get the jobs first. And so I, I was in this period where it was like, all right, you're, you're too new to get these upcoming jobs. And so I remember going to, to a job, right? Somebody called me up. They're like, yo, go to, you know, report to this company. I'm, I went. Uh, me and the, this is when I was an apprentice, so me and the mechanic, we hit it off. He's, you know, a Dominican cat. So we were, you know, both Hispanic and both from similar neighborhoods, you know. I get home. I'm like, all right, finally, you know, I'm back. Uh, you know, I'm off the bench. That's what they call it, the bench. I can, you know, now I can feed my family. Thankfully, my wife was working. I kid you not. I put my jacket down. <laughs> Let's just say I got home right when I'm about to relax and start, you know, chatting with my wife about my day, blah, blah, blah. My, co my cousin calls me up and I can hear his voice. Now, my cousin, my two cousins and my brother, we grew up together. You know, you know, they... In the summer, they would come to our house and spend the whole summer with us. Or I would go to their house and, and, you know, they always had the new toys and new consoles. So we would go to their house a lot <laughs> to play with those because we couldn't afford it. And then during the summer, they would come to our house and just chill the, the entire summer, you know. So we're, we're a tight-knit group, right? We consider each other brothers. So I knew something was up. He's like, yo... And I'm like, what's up, man? What's, what's going on, dude? He's like, they're letting you go. <laughs> I was like, who's letting me go? 
He goes, I just got a call from from my boy who owns the company. They lost out on a on a on a big um, account, and they can't afford you. They're letting a few guys go. So I'm like, all right, you know. And, and I could hear like his voice, you know. He's like, yo, I'll lend you money. And I said, dude, I, I got this, man. I got this. So I hung up the phone, and my wife sees my face. And I'm like, yo, they just let me go. <laughs> She's like, it's been not even a fucking day. I'm like, I know. I said, I know. I said, we're in a we're in a rut. And we're gonna have to fight through this shit. I said, things are just piling up on us. You know, we were we got a car repossessed. All kind of shit. You know, the struggles that a lot of people in in in, in my age have gone through at one point or another, you know? This my story is nothing new. So I was, and listen, I, my grandmother rarely, when I grew up with my grandmother, I'm close with my mom, you know, things didn't work out between her and my dad, they divorced and there was a, they gave my grandmother custody of us because my mom had us, had me when she was 17. So she was a kid herself. So my grandmother, I called my grandmother and I start crying. And she's like, she, you know, raised me. She rarely saw me cry. <laughs> and she's like freaking out. She's like, what happened? What happened? And I'm like, you know, I'm telling her. And she goes, you, you, you know, I'm always going to be here for you. I got you. What do you need? I'm like, nothing. I just needed to talk to somebody. I didn't want my wife to see me like this. And so, you know, I'm the type that, I, you know, I'll, I'll let loose. I'll cry or whatever. And then like. Suddenly, I just stop, like cold, stop, as if I never cried, you know. So I remember, like a few days after that, you know, me and my son were home, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking in the mirror. Like this might sound so cliche, but I'm looking in the mirror, and I'm, I'm thinking, like, yo, man, what the fuck, man? What, what am I supposed to do, you know? And my son is playing. Now, my son has always been bright, super bright, right? My son went to uh, a program called Prep for Prep uh, while he was in elementary school. That, that, gave, that was the gateway for him to go to top schools in America. He's in one of the top colleges in America. And he's always been bright. And I swear that when he was not even a year, a year old, I'm talking about maybe five, six months. I swear the dude tried to talk to me. <laughs> he was looking at me and he was trying to, he was like moving his mouth like he was trying to say something. I'm like, what? <laughs> so my son has always been very, like he's standing next to me. He's doing stuff on his little desk. He, he, he was Even back then, you know, he was like three or whatever, like drawing and stuff like that. And... Actually, my son was a little older. He was about, I'd say, four. So I look at him. I go, Justin, is your dad a bad guy? And he's looking at me with this look of bewilderment, like, what are you talking about? I said, is your dad a bad guy? He goes, no, dad, you're not a bad guy. I'm like, all right, I just needed to hear that, you know? I said, it's time for me to get. Now, I'm talking to him like he's an adult. I'm like, it's time for your dad to, to get over this. And get and and get moving, you know. That was my way of motivating myself. 
Because sometimes you just need to hear somebody tell you, yo, things are cool, man. You're not, you're not as bad as you think. But, and I know I'm getting a little personal and stuff like that, but it's all about having guidance, right? It's all about having people there to, to, to say the, the right things for you when, when you're at your lowest. And a lot of people will jump on these social apps looking for that guidance, looking for that comfort. Putting, hey, man, you know, I just, you know, my, you know, wife died today. And then they show a picture of themselves halfway crying and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing on Twitter if your loved one just died? Is, is that the first thing you thought of is posting a tweet about your loved one dying? Say a prayer for me. <laughs> Nobody really gives a fuck about you on Twitter, man. If they did. You can easily contact that person on the phone. I mentioned Paris earlier. I can easily call him on his phone. You know, my boys from the postgame report, we have a fucking chat where we chat every fucking day off Twitter. If I need their support, they are there. They're a phone call away. Those are the friends you need. Yes, you can find people that are cool on the internet because I've had developed friendships on Xbox Live. That's where I met uh, a lot of people that I still know. My guys from PGR, Paris, Godfrey, all of those people. We all met through Xbox Live, through the internet. So that, that, that possibility of finding people that you can call friends, you, you, you can find them, but in today's world and especially Twitter, Man, that's a lot to ask for because at least on uh, Xbox Live, you got to speak to them and you really got to understand what their personalities were by the way they spoke, by, by the interactions you had, because it wasn't just, hey, I met you one day and now we're best friends. No, these friendships developed because we would meet up on numerous nights uh, having, you know, Multiplayer sessions where we're teaming up, we're doing strategies together, we're communicating against other teams, and there was a camaraderie. So there was stories. You know, I went and talked about how I can contact friends from when I was a kid and talk about stories, right? Same thing with Xbox Live and PlayStation Network. Back when multiplayer was really, you know, the, the thing to do, you can, I can still contact some people. Like my old soldiers crew. We don't talk, but if we do, we have funny ass stories to share. Those type of things don't exist anymore because even in multiplayer games, people just fucking mute everybody and they share a lobby with the people they know for years and years and they don't really want to deal with anybody new. So all of that interaction, even on the internet, is a thing of the past, especially interacting you know, kids who are in junior high, elementary, they don't have that life that I had where they could fucking hang out all summer across the street in a fucking vacant lot and play every sport that they know and then come up with new games, play manhunt. I mean, we had a fucking lot across the street when I was growing up. And then in the surrounding area, there were abandoned buildings. So if, if the, we had like a, a plethora of fucking places to play. 
And then we had the street. You know, you had to look out for, you know, somebody would yell car, and then we fucking, you know, sit on the car while the cars passed. And back then, there weren't that many cars driving around, so we had the fucking streets to ourselves. And nowadays, you know, there, there aren't those vacant lots anymore. Every, every piece of land is being, you know, there's a new building putting, being put up. There's a lot of stuff being taken away from kids, and it's fucked up, man. It's really messed up. As much as the, the technology we have today is so freaking awesome and so advanced, it has taken the human, the human side of us, the, 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 the ability to interact with other people face-to-face. Uh, that, that, that's just not there anymore. So when you see these people getting into debates on, on these social apps, they don't know how to act. They don't know how it is to lose a debate and just leave it alone. Sometimes you lose a debate. And that's it. You lost, but you learned something new. My friends and I, we used to have debates face to face, and some of them used to get heated. Some of us even fucking pushed each other or got into fights. But you know what? At the end of the day, we squashed it and moved on, right? We knew, all right, this person's passionate about this. I better be on point the next time we do debate again. And that is that that art is lost. You get a lot of people who will say, once again, going back to the beginning, they will say something because they know it's going to get a reaction, and then people will let that reaction become their reality. They don't know how to take it. The reality is, if I say something in particular to a console, no matter what you say, it's not going to affect what I tweeted, and it's not going to affect how I feel about it. Like when I see people talking about the console war, right? There is no fucking console war. The PlayStation, to date, has been the better brand, the better gaming device. The games have been better. The service has been better. It is just the best console in the market, right? Period. The numbers don't lie. I can go and tweet exactly what I just said, and somebody's going to hit me up and start talking about... 2023 or you know like uh, game pass being the best value but they will not explain why it's the best value and they will totally ignore the other streaming services from nintendo and playstation and then they would downplay you know i, I had somebody today actually, as a matter of fact saying that you know playstation were giving you all one and done games but refused to acknowledge that xbox hasn't given you much to play you know as far as exclusives but why am i gonna sit there i could have easily have broken down to that idiot you know the numbers i could have given them the proof the irrefutable numbers that are out there but what would that do nothing it would encourage that person to keep tweeting at me stupidity to the point where i would get annoyed and start getting into a little troll war with this guy. And then that's where they win. So at the end of the day, it doesn't do me anything because I know, I already know. I know the facts, right? The facts are there. I didn't make up these facts. They are there. And if anybody has an issue, you just point them to the direction of the facts and then let them deal with it. Your job is done. <laughs> Once somebody starts coming at you and you have the facts to back up uh, not even to back up your beliefs or your statement, but to 
totally kill off their argument. Once you have that, there's nothing else you have to say. You just throw the facts down on the table, have them read it, and walk away. That's how life should be. Something comes your way, you deal with it. Sometimes you lose, sometimes you win. That's what life is. It's a bunch of wins and loses. And it all depends how you deal with both of them. If you lose, you learn next time what to look for so you don't lose. When you win, you realize, okay, the next time I might not win so easily. The next time there might be something more difficult and I better be ready. I better be better than I am right now. That's what life is all about. Being smarter than you were yesterday. Being in better shape than you were a few minutes ago. You know, time is, you know, one second goes by, you lost it. It's a memory. So you advance, just like video games. I even posted the other day that people need to watch, you know, their, their health. You know, watch your blood count. Watch your sodium. Watch your weight. These are things that people don't realize until they get a little older and then they're like, yo, your doctor's like, yo, you need to lose about 30 pounds. You're in the brink of fucking, you know, hypertension. Or, hey, your blood sugar is right borderline diabetic. <laughs> and you're like, God damn. What? <laughs> you know? So just like a video game, just like you do with your car. You're always taking it for maintenance every month. You're on top of it. You're cleaning the shit. Right? Clean your ass. Clean your ass every day. Work out. You know, you don't have to run. You don't have to fucking lift weights. Just go for a walk. You're still going to have your phone with you, so you're not going to miss much. Right? Take a break from all this shit. Take a break from all of these social apps and go out there. Maybe go and travel. And believe me, once you go and travel, you're going to want to do it more often because you're going to see that people in other countries have a different lifestyle. It's more relaxed. The food is great. And you're going to be like, holy shit, I've been spending all this fucking time on these social apps wasting away, arguing with people that mean nothing to me. And here's this other world that is fucking beautiful. And I'm missing out. Word of advice, if you're in your 20s or you're, you know, your late teens and you, list, you happen to be listening to this fucking episode, here's some advice. Take it from a 50-year-old. And I'm not, I'm not old. I'm older. And a lot of people on, on Twitter will call me old looking at my picture and it's like, fuck you. I, I've been playing video games way longer than you. And I'm smarter than you too. So smarter and wiser. So here's a, a word of advice, right? If you're, if you are in your 20s, as a matter of fact, fuck the age. Here's a word of advice. Um, oh, should I just hit my microphone? So, uh, where do I start? Okay, your health. Stay on top of your health. Forget McDonald's, right? Eat it once in a while. Now, I, I have McDonald's stock. I have uh, shares of McDonald's stock, so... <laughs> You know, I'm not going to tell you to completely take McDonald's out of your diet. 
eat it once in a while. All right? Junk food is fucking bad. It is awful. The sodium, you don't know what the fuck they're putting in that. There's a lot of chemicals in, your, in, in, in fast foods. Stay away from that shit. And I'm talking about McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, you know, Taco Bell, right? Like you go to a place like Five Guys, they charge you an, on an arm and a leg for a burger, but the fucking burgers are, 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 you know, burgers, right? They're no chemicals, whatever, you know, whatever is, whatever is fed to the cow. That that's what you're getting. All right, so pay attention to your health, especially salt. Everything is fucking full of salt, sugars. These manufacturers, hey, I have stock in Pepsi. They, ha- they hire scientists to find ways to make you want to drink sodas. And Pepsi doesn't own just soda. They own fucking potato chips and all kind of shit. Even water. Be careful with sodas. Be careful with fruit drinks. All of that is sugar. And I'm not talking about natural sugars. I'm talking about fucking processed sugar. Fructose corn syrup. That is fucking crack. Stay away from it. I'm not saying... Uh, st- saying stay away from it is a big word <laughs> or, 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 or mis- misuse of the word. Control how much you have of that shit. Right? Once in a while, it's okay. Uh, Twinkies, stuff like that. Fucking uh, date... Uh, what's, what's the little... Uh, Susie Q's and... Damn, I'm going back. Um, be careful with those Entenmann cakes too. <laughs> Even bread has fucking high fructose corn syrup. It's fucking ridiculous, right? So you need to be selective with what you eat. You got to be very careful. Eat brown rice. If you're into rice, eat brown rice. It might not taste the same, but believe me, you eat brown rice, there's benefits to eating brown rice nutritionally. So eat brown rice you know you go to a fucking you go to dallas bbq you you see the size of the chicken wings how the fuck did those chicken wings get so fucking big when we went to barcelona and we got some chicken them fucking chickens were tiny (laughs) it was like farm bread chickens and i'm like yo what the fuck so there's not a coincidence that the chicken wings on fucking dallas bbq are enormous, right? There's a reason why that fucking chicken wing is so big. Because they juice up the chickens. They need the chickens to uh, reproduce as quick as possible. They give them steroids. They give them all kind of shit, right? Right? Because people want their fucking poultry. So, without your health, and I'm mentioning health first, without your health... Everything falls apart, man. Everything falls apart. I I lost my grandfather last month. He lived to 88. No, 82. Holy shit, my memory's fucking up. 88. Um, So, he lived a great life, you know? But his dementia was kicking in, and then, you know, his body just gave out. And when you see people, you know, old age is one thing. But when you see people falling apart... You realize, holy shit, man, our health can go at any time. And so the elements are against us. So don't, 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 
make things easier. You know, you look at the people that died during COVID. They had underlying health issues and it was just uh, they came out. You know, during COVID, especially the the, the early stages of COVID, uh, you know, in early 2020. So don't take for granted that you're going to fucking live to 88 like my grandfather did. Because you might not. You might fucking have like severe diabetes and not know it. And you're going to be like, yo, I get winded all the time. My feet get swollen. You know, I'm always thirsty. Somebody might say, go to the doctor, and like, ah, fuck that shit, I ain't going nowhere. I just got a headache. I need to drink more soda. <laughs> I'm just hungry, you know? And you don't have to be overweight to be diabetic. So take care of your health, because everything falls apart if your health falls apart. You know, your, your fucking relatives have to see you falling apart. If you're married, your wife, is, your spouse is seeing you fall apart, and then they got to wipe your ass when you can't, you know? Not that my wife has done it for me, but still, I'm just saying. So health is first, and then your finances. Learn on the internet. Take a fucking break from these social apps and learn about money management and how to move money around and how to fucking save the money you have so that instead of saving it, in a bank, you put it to work for you by investing. Whether you are investing in stocks or you invest in some property or you buy your first home, you buy a home and if you decide to rent it, guess what? You're in the right direction to possibly buying a second home and doing the same thing. And now that money's working for you. And you're still getting money from banks because now you have fucking collateral. And you're getting loans easier, and you're making that money work for you. That's how it's done. It sounds easy. It's not easy. When I was growing up, when I was 20, if I wanted to buy stocks, I had to go through a whole fucking process, and I didn't have the money. I, didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about fucking stocks. If you're able to do it, we have, my son is 20, we have... Uh, a brokerage account for him with stocks in it. We're getting him started. It, it, it is never too early. It is never too early. And it's never too late. Just because I'm 50, I started a few years ago. When I got injured, that's when I really started investing. So that was about, what, what uh, 48? Two years ago, yeah. So I was 47, 48. Hey, I started maybe 20 years 27 years too late than I would have you know wanted to but once again time goes by and you learn you become better you learn so learn money management get that credit score up my son already is in the 700s the the high 700s so he's on his way to having a great credit score and that is step number one. You want fucking loans? That's how it's going to be. You're going to need a job. You're going to need a high credit score. And that's how you get credit cards. That's how you get a loan from the bank so that you can buy your first home or buy your first vehicle or something. Even if you decide, I'm going to finance a vehicle, but 
I'm going to use that vehicle as an Uber. So now you're using that vehicle to make money to, even though you have a loan, that money is going to help you pay for that loan and also help finance something in the future because you're putting away uh, a certain portion of that, that income. And then next thing you know, you have another Uber and another Uber. And before you know it, you have a team of fucking drivers. You're not no longer driving. And you're just chilling, right? You're chilling. You have three, four cars out there, all belong to you. You're getting your portion. The driver's getting their portion. The bank's getting their portion. And you're putting another piece of that money somewhere else. That's going to make you more money, either in the market. Uh, I won't say crypto right now, but, you know, if you want to, Invest in some crypto is low right now. <laughs> All of it is low. But most importantly, land. I'm going to start buying land in a, in a, uh, pretty soon. I found some land, you know, three, $4,000. Like, oh, shit, for one acre? Get the fuck out of here. Going to buy some of those. Uh, I even own virtual land on the internet, you know. I don't know how much that shit is worth now, but, hey, I, I bought one share and I took a chance, right? So... When you get somewhat established, you take more chances. But you need to start somewhere. Start with the big companies. Keep that money in there. Don't get scared when the fucking market goes down. One day it will go back up. But guess what? Ten years pass. You're accruing fucking interest. And all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, this, this stock price went up. I'm now able to take some of that out and put it somewhere else. That's how it is. It's like a fucking video game. Like an RPG. We, some of you guys can play the shit out of an RPG and be amazing at it, but can't implement some of those video game tactics into your real life. It's just the same shit. Video games reflect a lot of what goes on. Uh, problem solving, thinking, you know, puzzle solving, all that shit. It's the same shit with life, man. It is solving problems as they come. So health, money, those are two very important things. And then the final one is, as I, I said before, don't let people control your mind. If you see something stupid on the internet, it is on the internet. It doesn't affect you in, in real life at all. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> if somebody cuts you off on traffic, you know what? They're an asshole. You honk at them. You give them the middle finger. And you let it go. You fucking let it go. Because those, that time that you're wasting being pissed off while that person drives away and goes on with their life, you're the one who loses because you spent 30 minutes thinking about that motherfucker. And being pissed off, pissing off the people in the car with you, putting everybody in a bad mood. And you're the one who looks like the fucking loser. So live life to the fullest. Live life one moment at a time. Deal with those moments as they come. Try to remain positive. Be healthy. Be smart with your money. And be in control of your own mind. That's my episode today. So anyway, as always, I appreciate you guys listening to the Postcan Report. Until next time, 
Talk to you later.